Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for Why It Matters. Get this. The Singapore Police Force has reported 93 victims who have lost at least 56.2 million in the first three months of this year alone. Now let that sink in. And think about how cybersecurity threats continue to rise uh, here in Singapore, especially uh, where we adopt a AI-fueled zero-trust identity approach. That's really relevant now more than ever. But this, of course, highlights the increasing need for businesses to raise the bar on user experience and security. Companies need to continue focusing on detecting, uh, you know, any of these sort of uh, bad behavior, let's put it that way, and provide easy authentication with the help of AI. But the issue here is setting the right zero trust framework to help businesses ensure that the customers are continuously authenticated and authorized. How do you do that? Well, on the line with me is Ajay Biani, who is the Regional Vice President ASEAN for Fortrock. Ajay, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. Glad to be here. Uh, I'm glad we're having this conversation because uh, we're talking about zero trust identity. I personally, zero trust, period. Forge Rock, if you don't know about them, they're a multinational identity and access management software company headquartered in San Francisco. You guys have offices around the world, of course, including here in Singapore. I am curious about the software you provide. Could you tell us more about it? Yeah, so Forgerock is an industry leader in identity and access management, managing more than 4 billion identities globally. And identities we define as consumers, users, devices, and things. So any kind of device things also has an identity, just to be, you know, very, very specific. We've been helping some of the largest organizations across the globe, largest banks in the world, largest telcos in the world, the most sophisticated government agencies in the world with our digital identity-based approach to achieve zero trust and continuous adaptive risk and trust assessment approach to seamless and uh, secure the experience of end customers who interact with these large enterprises. So it's a bit tricky, right? I mean, when you look at COVID, there are a lot of factors that have led to the rise of cybersecurity threats, obviously. But there are an equal amount of factors, maybe more, that have led to the rise in embracing tech. I mean, from your point of view throughout this pandemic, how hard has it been to balance and ensure, you know, embracing tech comes with a price, but it's the right price to pay? Correct. And see, that's a traditional dilemma, right? That how do you balance cybersecurity with experience? Some companies have done it really well. We look at digital banks like Mox Bank and DBS. They have absolutely adopted zero trust space approach and provide seamless security without even the customer knowing about it, right? Right from onboarding all the way up to their doing transaction on a daily basis, right? We, based in Singapore, use DBS Payla every morning when we do our activities, take a ride, etc. right? Mm. There is security embedded there. There is approach which is there, which makes it easy for the businesses to, uh, you know, embed cybersecurity, providing protection against these ever-increasing and ever-moving cyber threat attacks and bad actors. Mm-hmm. There are a few approaches to it. One is the traditional defense in-depth approach, and the other one is the zero trust uh, and continuous adaptive risk and trust assessment, CARTA-based approach that we have seen organizations take and defend themselves since pandemic because everything is digital now. You're digital or you're out of business. Yeah, I'll get to the zero trust identity in just a while. But Ajay, I'm, I'm curious, you know, 
a lot of tech experts, cybersecurity experts that I've spoken to keep talking about how the bad guys are just going to keep attacking. I mean, it's there. It's not a case of uh, if but when. Are we spending too much time worrying about how sophisticated they can be and how sophisticated they can continue to get? Is too much attention being paid to that? Yeah, it's the fine balance right mm-hmm. now. Uh, obviously, attackers are getting sophisticated, but uh, there's a saying, right? You're going to get attacked. It's a matter of when and if together, right? And again, it's all about being prepared for that bad actor coming in and attacking you. Yeah, They were lazy in the past, before mm-hmm. pandemic. And again, the tools were not that sophisticated to attack you, right? We, yeah. we used to only hear about de- denial of service attacks, etc., but nowadays, there are attacks like, you know, Octopus very recently, where 100 plus organizations got compromised yeah. by, you know, the attack around phishing, where uh, a company were providing SMS service, their SMS was, you know, obfuscated and provided to customers and they clicked on it and their passwords and one-time passwords became compromised. So it's really a matter of when you get attacked. It's yeah. not about if, yeah. but it's all about how you protect yourself and what action you take and how you go about it using artificial intelligence and machine learning, etc. Yeah, I think they had a lot of time on their hands when they were stuck at home, so they planned for all these attacks. I mean, I'm a business now, and I need to raise the bar on this thing called user experience because every marketing firm is talking about this. But, RJ, when I'm trying to do that, right, what are the common mistakes that businesses tend to make whilst trying to increase user experience? Yeah, so first things first, you need to clearly understand what channels you cater to. Is it online only? Is it digital? Is it a combination of, you know, mobile only kind of approach to your offering, etc.? So understand your channels. Understand the persona of your end users. See, there are various types you can understand your persona of the end user because they might be very tech savvy versus they might be absolutely not tech savvy, right? So you got to understand the persona, understand the identity of your end users and accordingly define the, the approaches to protect yourself. Now, there are some easy ways to do this. You know, people have implemented things like, you know, step-up authentication, multi-factor authentication. While it was good enough at the start of the pandemic, we have seen it failing in very recent past, right? So now it's more about looking at continuous authorization of the transactions, adopting to the situation, knowing the device pattern, the location, the geo-velocity, and the traditional behavior of end customer, and accordingly step up the authentication and security in general, to provide a frictionless experience without compromising security, right? Some companies are doing it really well and they are way ahead when it comes to digital side of things. I took a couple of names at the start of the call. Whereas some are still stuck with, you know, that defense in depth and to put too much friction and that makes it difficult for the end customers to use the system. So there needs to be a paradigm shift. You got to take a customer experience approach to security and put digital identity at the center of it. Hmm. And this idea of zero trust identity, could you explain it to us in a more digestible manner? Yeah. And see, zero trust, uh, as the name implies, right, is about not trusting any calls made to any service, any offering. Every call from point A to point B needs to be authenticated and authorized, right? Traditional model were where we had a you know three-tier architecture on applications. We were trusting, you know, if a call is coming from an application to a database, it's trusted, right? We can't do that. Now you've got to check that call at every step, every instance. That's what zero trust is all about. How you implement this is a factor of many uh, variables, right? What type of stack you're using, what type of applications you have, channels you have, where your users come from, et cetera, right? So zero trust is the principle which guides you to authenticate and authorize every call to every service, in short. 
Right. Is it difficult to implement as far as the software is concerned? And what kind of training do I need to upgrade my staff on in order to manage this? Uh, not, not very difficult to implement in our opinion. In fact, we provide a platform which is low-code, no-code platform okay. to implement uh, Zero Trust and Carta-based security, right? Where you can literally have a drag-and-drop wizard where you can draw the journeys, the customer journeys, and then based on the channel they're coming on, you can determine the amount of friction you want to put from a security perspective and learn, right, using AI ML on how a user is coming, from which device, at what time, what type of transaction they usually do, right? So understand the user and entity behavior and use that information to then basically take the call, whether this is a risky transaction or this is a normal behavior transaction, no need to, you know, put any kind of security friction and all. So in my opinion, while there is still skills gap and all, solutions like Fordrock with their intelligent access and that, uh, you know, journey wizard can easily help uh, customers implement. In fact, we have some of the largest customers on the planet who have rolled out these uh, solutions based on zero trust principle in a matter of weeks and months, not years, right? So we have already done it. We have the skills available. Uh, so it can be done if, if chosen with the right platform. So this helps as far as security is concerned uh, from the authentication and authorization point of view. Uh, would it be a mistake to think that because you have this solution that pretty much cuts the process of checking that I should hire less staff when in fact I should have more because it increases efficiency? Well, obviously it increases efficiency and our pitch always has been to help banks, telcos, government uh, release some good resources that can focus on the core business. Yeah, so it's okay. not about cutting on the skills. It's yeah. more about efficiency and it's all about productivity. Mm. Any chance you would have an, an example or a case study of a company that you've helped to implement this? Yeah, again, one of one of the largest uh, digital banks in uh, Hong Kong, Box Bank, okay. which was one of the first few awarded um, you know uh, digital banking license uh, winners. They're a big customer of Fordrock. They've been using us from day one. They embedded digital identity-driven customer experience from day one. And they have garnered, you know, almost uh, 300,000 customers in a very, very competitive market in Hong Kong. Uh, and they have a they have a brilliant storyline around in two and a half minutes, you're onboarded. Then you are able to, you know, deposit, you get credit card access, savings account access in a matter of minutes, right? Instead of weeks and days that we have seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And they are thoroughly leveraging digital identity-based experience and the zero trust model to pretty much secure every single transaction that's going through and helping them onboard customers and keep them happy. Mm. Uh, Just to quickly wrap up, as far as this is concerned, right, uh, this whole authentication and authorization of customers, what are the gaps do you see? Do you have an outlook in terms of how businesses or more businesses really need to come on board this? Yeah, so we do believe passwordless will be, uh, Uh you know, a big phenomenon. Okay. Um, You know, long we have been using passwords and one-time passwords which are very, very weak, right? Yeah. So we see now customers and and organizations moving towards passwordless. But I think that's alone not good enough in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So we see a combination of zero trust and Carta-based security models alongside, you know, uh, concepts like passwordless coming into play. Oh. and continuous authorization coming into play. Oh, that should be quite interesting. Well, I appreciate your time. I've been speaking with Ajay Biani, who is Regional Vice President ASEAN at Forge Rock. Ajay, take care. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Alex. Have a good one. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.